hello and welcome to another episode of Hot Takes, the story stream podcast where we see movies that are new and sometimes not so new, but we generate takes that are hot, that are spicy. Um, if you don't like spicy food, don't worry, you can't eat this podcast. <laughs> it's it's in audio format only. You cannot eat what this content is. But the Hot Takes Chicken Wing is coming to you very soon. We'll talk more about that at another time. But yeah, this is Hot Takes. We're a story stream podcast. We have other podcasts. Check us out on the iTunes, the Spotify, the, our website, all the things. Um, and don't forget to like rate, review us, and look at our other shit. But without further ado, Hot Takes, I'm Robbie Anderson, the host at the moment. I'm joined by the lovely Diana DeMuro. Hello. Hi. Hey, how you doing? You good? Pretty good. That was a uh, that was like a pretty dire movie we just watched. <laughs> <laughs> but is, uh, um, I'm feeling pretty good considering. This movie is ripe for conversation. <laughs> yeah. I, I almost wish we had more people to help. I us you know talk I, about it. Um, <laughs> so no joke. Uh, Mike watched it with me, and I was like, "You want to be on this podcast?" And he was like, "I wouldn't be opposed." And he was like, "Oh, that's okay." <laughs> Uh, before getting into what the spicy takes are, what we watch? Uh, the movie we saw is The Devil All the Time, a Netflix movie with a stellar cast. Um, it really does have a good cast. It's an insane cast. Yeah. It is insane. Uh, the movie is two hours and 18 minutes long and you really feel it. Uh, it's, <laughs> I split it up. I split it up. So I watched. Yeah, D, I watched an hour and then an hour and then and change. And that was the way to do it. I uh, I agree with you. It kind of reminded me not in content, but just in terms of a movie where I was just like, man, I'm really feeling this length. Uh, did you you saw Mudbound that came out a few years ago? Mm, right? Mary That's J. another movie where it was like, yeah. it was just like, mm, this is pain for hours and kind of that gothic. Also, I like, think that guy's in it too. Semi. Southern, which guy? Isn't J- Jason Clark is in Mudbound? Oh yeah, he Jason is. Clark is becoming quite the character bad guy. Character bad guy, or or he's either character bad guy or like you know dad who's trying to do what's right, but he's he's doing it the wrong way. Sure, yeah. Pet Cemetery is where I is where I am oh yeah, Pet Cemetery. From. Yeah, I'm just he's thinking trying like to do the right thing, but he's yeah, like all of the the angry quasi businessman bad guy and then he's gone more of the like creepy rural bad guy yeah as in this enough about other movies yeah this movie (laughs) (laughs) uh d what's your hot take on the devil all the time uh you know i wanted to like it more than i did um my my spicy take is that i have a hard time with movies that have a lot of narration. Um, I feel like it takes you out sometimes. I know that this was, I noticed that the narrator was the actual author of the book. That's kind of cool. So that that. made it slightly better. Yeah, because it was, it was like based on the book by Blet, narrator, Blet, same, same name. So I was like, oh, okay. You know, because it sounded like listening to an audio book when the narrator was speaking. But I felt like maybe I, emotionally I would have gotten more into it if there wasn't a narrator. Mm-hmm. It was like a little bit of um, like it added a weird "Oh brother, where art thou?" kind of 
funky feel to it that I don't think was meant to be there. <laughs> I uh, I also agree that I, I was as I was watching it, you know, and, and we try to do as spoiler free as possible in the first half of hot takes. Right. But there is voiceover narration in the movie, and I was curious if some of the moments would have landed for me if my audience brain got to do more of the legwork for some exactly. of these character moments. Yeah, exactly. You know? Um my it, hot take yeah, or no, what are you, you going to oh say? Oh no, I was just going to say it didn't leave like a lot of room for you to figure stuff out. The movie doesn't have too much interpretation no. uh, in it, uh, which is fine enough. Uh, <laughs> which is whatever. It is. it is what it is. Whatever. I mean, there's some interpretation. You know, I, I, the big question I have, which we can get to in a bit, the big question I have about the movie is what you think the movie is about. Sure. Because uh, I think that that is one of the most interesting questions I had by the end of it. But before we get there, my hot take on the movie is that I liked it more than i was expecting okay i thought the movie was very entertaining it definitely Uh, was but i don't know if it was meant to be at parts (laughs) i don't think it's very memorable and i think that's kind of like the weird thing about it. it's very like i you see it once and you and you're done now it's over uh none of the characters really know what a southern accent is I, that was going to be my one question for you was I wanted you to, to be know. like, let's rate who did the best and worst accents because delusions. Well, I know who did the worst one. Delusions. <laughs> and I heard that he did not want to meet with the voice coach. So Whoa, I believe it. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> uh, who could have guessed that Mr. English, Robert Battinson, could not do a Southern accent that well? Yeah, uh, but I think Tom Holland's is also very bad. We're getting so ahead of ourselves right now. I thought Tom Holland's was better. So, well, because he kind of does the mumble version. He does. Like, he, it's like it's like cheating. He did mumblecore. Yeah. yeah, you know, and like the the moments that he really he also doesn't speak a lot. So he doesn't have a lot of I he, guess like voice lines. He I has like that the energy he brings. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Despite like some of the lackluster dialect choices i think the performances are are really strong sure um, i think one of the best parts of the movie is that like everyone's like acting at 110 yeah. percent. like right. everyone's like really it feels like everyone on set is really clocked in totally to this movie is yeah uh and it I, for for people mm-hmm. that are really not even in it for very long yeah exactly because there's some pretty uh, stellar actors that are in the first part of the movie that are in the rest of the movie, but they're still really good. Yeah, and like, you know, the the base plot of the movie without getting into any specifics is that, you know, it's it's kind of a period piece that takes over that ta- that takes the span of like a few different families. Yeah. It's a bit about like kind of the 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 legacy of this town or this certain area in I, Ohio. Right? I haven't read anything by this author, but I mean just like on a very surface level, it it kind of has like a like a William Faulkner vibe to it, where like he did a lot of writing like Southern Gothic, but about families and like yeah. you know generations of the same family. Um, so it'd be like kids of this other character and how that relates back to whatever, and and kind of having that history of oh, what happened to the parents? How does that affect the kids? Kind of deal. Yeah, the idea of kind of like legacy violence and yeah. and uh, which is things that we've seen kind of crop up in a lot of movies, like not necessarily like legacy violence, but also just like kind of like um, 
the the trauma that gets locked in your DNA. Like sure. Honey Boy is a really good example. Yeah, of generational how. trauma for sure. Exactly. Yeah. And this movie uh, tackles it in oh in a way. In a way. Yeah. In a way. But yeah. I think that's kind of the most interesting thing about the movie is because it takes place in so many like separate timelines and and spans and and the point of the movie is how these different stories kind of coalesce yeah. and kind of come to a head. They finally intersect. Yeah. And I think that's unfortunately some of the weaker parts of the movie. Right. Uh, at the right. end of the day is, is when they kind of come together. But, you know, the things about the flick that really stand out to me, because I don't I don't dislike the movie. Actually, I, I kind of had a really good time watching it. I don't want to ever see it again because <laughs> uh, there's a lot. Of <laughs> I never, never want to watch it again. Yeah. Because there's some parts of it that are, pure nightmare fuel sure um because it kind of really deals with like the depravity of just human existence uh, well i mean I, I said to mike just like initially while we were watching it i it's just religion in general and using religion as an excuse for certain actions or behavior or as a motivation for those actions whether they're good or bad it's like that watching that play out is something that like always freaks me the hell out. Like I'm oh yeah. in in most films when there's any kind of like super devout this is this is the way reason we're doing it. I'm kind of like that's 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 the bad guy. Yeah, that's that's the bad yeah. Guy there. It's like yeah. everything's prickly, and I'm just like no no no, don't do that. That God isn't telling you to do that. You don't even know. Yeah. You don't even know if he's there. <laughs> I think, I mean, I think it's safe to say that, like, one of the the theme, or I would even stretch to say the antagonist of the movie is religion yeah. in some ways, you know? Yep. And I'm not sure if, like, the movie's so crass in the way that it's, like, religion is bad. It's more of just, no. like, religion is, like, you know, the coal for the, the fuel of, like, terrible human behavior. You yeah, know? I mean, for certain episodes of this movie, yeah. For, sure. for certain scenes, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I very much, like I said, I had a good time watching it. Um, the production value of the movie is, I think, really good. Yeah, it's shot really well. Yeah. I think the, again, I think the performances are really good. Uh, I think the the score is good, but needs to relax. Yeah, they pump bit. that. It pumps. It pumps uh, a little bit. Uh, but yeah, they they pump that through. Mm-hmm. If you watch the trailer, you hear that song. It's in there. <laughs> um. But yeah, I had a good time watching it. I just, I just don't think that it really, um, you know, I, I use this example a lot where it's like it's a good roller coaster ride, but it's not a very memorable roller coaster. Yeah, I feel like it's you know? definitely not. Um, I, I just, I like you said, we can talk about it. Like, what do you think the the meaning of it or the the goal of it is? Like, I feel like yeah. it doesn't have a whole ton to say even though stuff happens. And I feel like that's why it's not going to be that memorable. Yeah. But it, it's spinning some plates, right? Like, yeah. It's, it, it, there's some, some weighted subject matter to the movie. Um, but in a lot of ways, and, and like, I don't mean to sound like a broken record to people who kind of listen to a lot of um, our podcast, but yeah. like, I think the movie is kind of like nihilistic in a lot of ways. I feel like I've said it about like a lot of movies lately. There's a lot of, of like, shock value violence in this movie like kind of lurid kind of gross and then sometimes i'm like um violence just for the sake of violence like it's not always compelling you know what i mean it's not like 
some of it doesn't need to be seen or doesn't need to be as bleh for us to get the same impression. I don't yeah. know. I was curious. I'm very curious, like, what the movie's opinion on violence is. Yeah. Because I agree with what you said. And I do, but I do think the moments that really kind of like struck me as a viewer and the moments that had to kind of make me like consider my viewership just being like, like my, my contract with the movie, just like, oh, how do I actually feel about this moment? Yeah. Is there, there are times where there's a great sense of gratification Sure. When violence happens. Because there's not, like, there'll be a, a moment of violence, and it's not, like, a turn of irony, necessarily. I mean, sometimes in the bigger scope that it is. But in the moment, it's, like, there's a, there's a moment of, there's moments of violence, and it feels very much just, like, hell yeah. Well, it's, this it's so like a... This gets theirs. Right, you know it's, a, I mean? it's a moment of release, or relief. Mm-hmm. Like, you're sort of like, they had it coming, or you're like, oh shit, you don't want this character to die, so good. He saved himself by shooting exactly. somebody else. Yeah. And I think that that's like, and I, and I hope, or at least the way I kind of felt about it, it's like, that's very purposeful. And I think it's also like a little bit of the mirror on the audience of just like, because there are moments where there's violence and you as the audience member are just like gratified. You're just like, hell yeah. They just beat, Bill Skarsgård just beat the shit out of these people. Oh, yeah. rude to him. Yeah. This is great. And then it's followed by a moment of the most dramatic irony in a movie ever. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, it's immediately followed by just like, well, you thought violence was cool. Well, here's the monkey's paw. Like yeah. you just turned down one finger, and now this terrible thing's happening. Sure. So I, I think that the movie is. I really want the movie. I want to think that the movie is very self-aware of its like uh, opinion on violence, but I don't know. Yeah. You know. I don't know. Ugh. That's also a choice. Like I wonder, you know, when stuff is based on a book, how much of that violence is straight from the book. How much is like added for kind of excitement value in a film version? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I can imagine that the book had a decent amount of violence sure. in it, just yeah. because of the, uh, the the moments where violence take place. They don't necessarily to me. They didn't feel like added. Right. They felt like just like this seems like the moment where yeah this altercation should take place. Sure. You know. Yeah. Um, so let's uh. If you want to talk a little more spoiler free, you yeah. want to talk about some of the cast, or is that I mean, spoiler? No, I don't think. Uh, well, no. If you no, watch the no, trailer, you so. you know that Tom Holland, young Spidey, is in there. So yeah, he's he's like top build, which he's, I also thought was surprising. Yeah, uh, and we could talk more about that later. Sure, but yeah, yeah, dude, like. Bill Skarsgård, Tom Holland, yeah, uh, Haley Bennett, who is in one of my favorite weird movies. I've ah, Swallow and Swallow. Uh, Jason Clark, uh, the was it Harry Melling, uh, Eliza Scanlon, Robert I, Battinson. I I really like Eliza Scanlon. If you get a chance to watch Dark Objects, you should watch that. She's in um, Arrested Development too, or no? Nope. Is she not the girl in Arrested Development? She's not maybe. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, it's no, not, not maybe. maybe, but the other one. No. Uh, Egg. The no. one who's dating um Michael no. Sarah. They look like each other though. That's right? she's sh- that girl's from Scott Pilgrim. She's also probably much older than Eliza Scanlon in real that's life. That's also why I was confused. Well the thing Michael is Michael Sarah is getting old now. So That's true. Just put but it I in also that think Tom Holland is too old for the role he has in this movie as well. Uh, I think so. I guess the fact that <laughs> he's kind of on the smaller, scrawnier side. Uh, gives you the idea that he could, he could, I mean, he's doing it in Spider-Man. He could be in high school, but it's a little bit of a stretch. 
It's not as bad as like Tobey Maguire in the first Spider-Man movie. Yes. He's like, hey, I'm 15. It's yeah, just no. Like, no, he's not. not. No, you're not. You are not. Um, yeah, um, Eliza yeah, the- Scanlon, she was also in the recent uh, Greta Gerwig, Little Women. She played Beth. She was really good. Oh. Yeah. But good. she is great in Dark Objects if you get a chance to watch that. That's from a- HBO. That yeah. Uh, and then Sebastian Stan is also. In the I was movie. like, Bucky, you don't look so good. <laughs> no, he does. Well, no one looks that good. Even Battinson has a belly. Oh um, yeah. But I think it's fake. Who knows? That yes. So the the cast for this movie is stacked. It is. And I wonder, like, had you heard of this the, the director before? I have not. Have you? Um, Antonio Campos. So I clicked on him, and the only I have heard of. The movie Martha, Marcy, May, Marlene, because that's the the newer Olsen. Okay. Uh, the newer Olsen. You know, the one that plays uh, Wanda Maximoff. Is that the newest brand of Olsen? Yeah. The freshest one? I think she's the best one, actually. I mean, I like Wanda. Did you um, see the trailer for WandaVision? It looks... Great. That shit looks fucking cool. It looks we'll talk great. about it later. It looks we'll talk great. about it more later. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. So that's the only movie I've heard of, which I didn't see, but I've been told is very good. And I think that movie is sort of about a cult, I think. Okay. Did you know about this book at all before? No. Me either. And I, that so th- that's what I'm kind of curious about. And it could just be just the 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 production machine of just getting good names on on a movie i don't yeah. fucking know yeah i don't know how it works but like i'm like is this a beloved property did oh. the script just like blow people away like it had like the yeah. star power in this netflix movie is crazy it's i wonder if this crazy. was originally meant to be out in the theater though what do you think pass Pause, pause. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> pause, pause, pause. Maybe, um, maybe. I don't know. I mean, it, we live in a weird world. Because, like, could it, could it have extraction have been in a movie theater? I uh, know. I could see that filling a matinee. I feel like I feel like extra- <laughs> if extraction came out in theaters, it would have come out good in, opening weekend. Yeah, you know it would I mean? it would have come out in like July, like after yeah, the yeah, fourth, just, like during that like it. dead blockbuster zone there'd so be, people would have be been like movie, yeah there'd be a movie that's like about benghazi and yes. this movie came out and they just both made millions right. of dollars like, exactly no yeah uh yeah i don't know i could i could, this movie feels a little bit like a little bit more weird and avant-garde in some yeah, ways and a definitely. little mess and a little like messy in some ways and and it's messiness like sometimes i really like and sometimes i don't like okay um but that's to me why it feels like it's more of like a Netflix home movie than it does feel like a theatrical release. But I also think we live in a time where it, it's very hard for me to kind of tell the difference. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, could uh, I'm thinking of ending things be in the theater? I don't know. I think so because I saw Anomalisa in <clears throat> Downing in Newburgh in the tiny theater, and I was like, this fucking weird, sad movie. And that is yeah. pretty much how I felt watching and thinking of ending things. So I was like, I could easily have seen this at Upstate or Downing yeah. in a tiny theater space, but I don't think it would have gotten a, like a big regal AMC release. I could see it being a limited release yeah. theater movie. Yeah. 
like I saw I saw Border at Upstate, but like that movie is not going to make any money theatrically. Did you sure. see Border? Have you ever seen Border? No, I still need to see Border. Can you just can people just watch it? Because I love it. that movie, I'll and everyone it. thinks I'm weird for really liking it. I'll watch it. It's on my list. Thank you. <laughs> I, <laughs> we'll do a cool take on it. I'll wax poetic. So about many like lists. It. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. I love it. Um, yeah, this movie is also like I, we touched on it briefly, but it's a bad time. Yeah. Um, it's a downer. This movie's a fucking it's, it's a bad time. It's man. a downer, but then you have these moments of Robert Pattinson's bad southern accent, and that I, lifts the mood up so much. There was times where I was laughing during this movie, and not that like it, it, this doesn't happen a lot in this movie. It's not one of those where it's like no. it's so bad, it's funny. But I had some moments where I was like, Oh shit, they're doing yes, this. Or like I, someone will just something where I'm like, This is ridiculous. It's like, ridiculous. Silly bordering on silly you know but uh but i was i was still clocked in because i again what really kept me in the movie is the i really think the performances are very strong they were very good i think everyone in this movie for as bad as their dialects may be (laughs) are really like kind of killing it you know yeah Yeah. um like bill skarsgård is He's so good yeah, in this movie. Yeah, Mike. He's, and I, I've seen that type of character, yes. I think, 1,000 times. And Mike has Mike said to me while we were watching it, he was like, um, oh, he's he's just so good, like the way he's holding his body, you know, like that part of the performance. Like it just was, you were, he yeah. was in. Um, the moments where he's like depressed, like it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a body performance that like comes into it. It's very, it's I, very physical. I only watched the first season, but um, there's that show, I believe it's on Hulu, it's Castle Rock, and it's like all, all of the Stephen King yeah, universe Yeah, all the Stephen show. King universe, and he's in that, and his character- I couldn't get into it, man. Did you watch any of it? I watched the first episode, and okay. it was kind of, it kind of went over my head. Yeah, so I, if you, if you keep up with it, Bill Skarsgård's character comes back in different capacities, and then you kind of mm-hmm. figure out finally like what his origin is. And does he get to play Pennywise in uh, <laughs> no, <the show? laughs> no? Like you end up Lame. feeling you end up feeling pretty bad for him. But prior to like that moment of actually feeling any kind of compassion for him, you're like he's kind of a creepy mofo. But then at the same time, you're sort of sympathetic to him. And I felt like right. that was a little bit like this character where you were sort of like, ugh. But you were also like, oh, I feel bad for you. Don't do that. Yeah. I mean, you, it's not necessarily like he's he's creepy up front. He's he's very endearing up front in that classic. Yeah. Just like, I just got back from the war. He's just damaged. Yeah. And then and then you realize like kind of how fucked up he is. Yeah. And and that goes to like another point is that like there's there's some big character moments and beats that I don't necessarily think are earned. Okay. I think that's like when you were mentioning shock value, like maybe we're kind of hitting on yeah. a similar like yeah. idea where it's, there's a lot of things where it's just like, it just happens. And you're like, ooh, I don't know. There's some things where I think are very earned. There are some moments in the film where I'm just like, hell yeah, do this thing. Yeah. And there's other moments where I'm just like, I'm not really sure if this, if we got there yet. And now we're I know this, the movie was know? fairly long, but there were other parts that could have been developed more maybe and cut some other things, I guess. <laughs> it's spinning a lot of plates. Yeah. Um, the the different sets of characters we're following by the end of the movie, I, I really um, liked it. But I, again, like, it, I still don't really know kind of what, like, the point yeah. of the movie is. And I know. I feel like the, the different sets of characters would almost lend itself a little bit better to 
like a mini series or like a shorter, like a six episode show or something like that versus because then you could get a little bit more into these different side. Yeah. You know, instead. I feel like that's like a another like broken record thing that happens on the podcast with some of these movies, Is especially it? Like the Netflix movies where it's like if it was a show. Right. You know, like if it were a show, like maybe. I guess then like thinking of it like that, though, is is kind of telling that the film itself is not really doing enough to develop the characters that you really like feel like you you're you're into it so i guess eh, it's okay it's it's it's, right. it's a co- it's a collection of moments they're just not the runway is not always there like sure. again like like a lot of the moments really like work for me but uh it's it's very much like it, it's carried on on these like really heavy emotional beats these really like heavy not action, not always action but just like uh action in the sense of just like a lot happening emotionally sure. scenes yeah but um, when you get to the end of the movie, it's a little exhausting, and it's hard to really know what the point is. Yeah. And the narration doesn't really give you any mental capacity to kind of fill in the blanks yourself. No, it doesn't. You know, it it, it kind of like wax poetics about like what some of these characters are thinking. And yeah, it's just which is, like, I'm like, don't put that in my head. Let me think about it. <laughs> sometimes silence is more effective. Sometimes if you yes. think what they're thinking, like, that's more effective. I agree. Sometimes narration really works. You know, I, I, I'm curious to see a cut of this movie where there's no voiceover. Yeah, there'd know? be there'd just be a lot more left for interpretation then. Yeah, and I think that's like kind of. I think I'm kind of into that because there's there's not really like there's also there's a few lines in the movie where they're just like we're going to tell you exactly how we feel and it's sure. just like yeah you can. I mean, I, I, get, I get it. I'm watching. Like, don't worry. <laughs> like, I know what's going on. Should uh, um, should we get into spoiler town? I think we should get into spoiler. What did, uh, what did Mike think of the movie? I didn't really get to ask him about it because we just finished it and then I came up here. Nice. So, yeah. That's, there, there you yeah. go. I can so, see him thinking it's, it's, it's fine. Spice. It's spice. It's hot it's take. Spice. It's a spice. It's an actual it's, hot it's, take today. It's caliente. <laughs> hey, we, we take those here. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with spoilies, talk about who dies. Uh, a lot talk of about people. Specifics. A lot of people die in this movie. <laughs> uh, Dee, would you recommend watching this movie to people who may not have seen it yet? Yeah, I say uh, it's like a good uh, Sunday afternoon. You don't have anywhere to be kind of movie, you know? And you want to feel bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think the movie's entertaining. I would recommend watching it in in a world of 2020 where there's not a ton of movies <laughs> out right now. In a world is, where you a, already feel pretty bad. Let's keep it going. What's one uh, more movie? This movie's kind of it's 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 kind of cool. It, it, it's it's good parts outweigh its like weird parts, and yeah. honestly, its weird parts sometimes are charming. So like I'm with it. Uh, for me, it's like it's like a seven and a half, eight out of ten. It's also like a good. Um, to see actors you might already really like, try something a little different. They're stretching their legs a bit. Yeah. I, if you ever want to see Sebastian Stan do <laughs> this, it's, uh, it's in there, man. His hair looks great. <laughs> yeah. Questionable. It's we'll bad, get into what bad. everyone's hair looks like very soon. Yeah, with bad cop hair. Bad cop hair. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening to this part, and we'll see you again soon for the spoily. And we're back with spoilies for. I always have trouble saying the name of this movie. The Devil All the Time. What do you, what do you want to say? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. 
The devil, the devil inside. I don't know. The the devil on my mind. The devil on my mind. <laughs> the devil all the time. I think you're supposed to say it with like southern draw, like the devil all the time, or I don't know. It doesn't like it's not really a sentence. Right? That's your southern accent. The yeah. devil all the time. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't um, pretend to be able to do a southern accent. No way, man. No. Yeah. It'd be it'd be insulting to our, our Kentucky Fried Chicken brother. accent. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I say, I say, I say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's what we're patenting. <laughs> yeah, delusions. I felt like I, I felt like only when he yelled it did his accent work. I felt like when he was just speaking, it it, it like changed and warbled and wafted so many different ways. It's it's weird, and I again like I really don't like Tom Holland's either but i think he says it with more of like a slack jaw quietness that he does sells it a little bit better yeah he's just kind of like we got time yeah, for poor sinner and i'm just yeah, like yeah. all right okay okay like well, the, you know, his, i have my i have my way with this yeah <laughs> yeah his first line or two i was just like oh he's peter parker he's just dialed down the queens and then i was like oh now he's trying but it's kind of weird <laughs> i had to uh i had to to put all of his other lines in the back of my head but i also think this is the first i know he's in uh, plenty of other stuff since spider-man i know he's also super british (laughs) he's also very british uh this is kind of the first thing i've seen him in that's not spider-man i think this is the first not spider-man role i've seen him in so i had to really uh take turn my brain off a little bit to me he's he's so still spider-man yeah Uh, i very much like this character but just kind of starting from the top of the movie you know, there, this is a long movie. It feels even longer than its runtime. There's a lot going on in it. But, um, you know, what what's your journey with this movie, D? What's your journey with, like, were you into it from the start? Did you get into it? Did you fall out of it? Where, how uh, did you feel during this movie? All right. So first, first half, um, it starts out pretty creep. You know what I mean? Because it starts out with... With war footage and Skarsgård finding this guy on the cross all bloody and covered in flies. So that's pretty, you know, body horror is not my thing. Um, super, super blood and guts in war. I'm like, that you know. That part is a nightmare. Yeah. 100%. And yeah. so then knowing that that's kind of like background PTSD for this character that we're now following for the first half of the movie or the first quarter of the movie, whatever it is. Um you're kind of like waiting for something to bad to happen, I feel like. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like it it kind of puts you on edge a little bit, even though you're like, oh, he's meeting a nice girl and oh, he's coming home. And then you're like, his his mom is super religious, but eh, it's okay. And I I was pretty um excited though with all like each introduction of each new stellar cast member, because it was like him. Uh Haley Bennett. Wait, what movie were you saying that you liked that Kaboom. wasn't? Oh, I still Kaboom haven't seen is that. Weird. I'm okay, sure you've heard Burge talk yeah. about it because I, I made him watch it. For I got to see it. Podcast. Yeah, it, it had a. Uh, which I can never say her last name correctly. Mia Wasikowski. You is know, she in it? she's she's in it. Um, uh, you she's, would like. I think you would like a boom because that movie is fucking weird and it is gay and that's why I like it. <laughs> I'll check For it those out. Reasons, it's I'll good. check it out. Yes, um, Haley Bennett is that, and she's also she's amazing in Swallow. Swallow she's is again great in one, Swallow. Of the, one of the yeah. underrated movies of of this year. Yeah, she's great. 
Um, I also liked that this had the creepy kid that plays Dudley in the Harry Potter movies. Did you did you watch the Old Guard? Oh, not yet. He's in. He's Is he? The, he's the bad guy in the old guard. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, so he's, I, it's funny because I just, I, it's like, oh, I just saw him. Yeah. So he's got we such a, into each other. a weird expressive face. Like he's got such large eyes that. But they're really close. They are very close. Yeah. And yeah, having him sort of play like this weird religious zealot type character where it's sort of kind of like. Kind of like old school tent revival, like people like with snakes and stuff like that. Only it's like a little bit different because it's him and his brother kind of like. It was weird to me because I was also like, is he a preacher? Like, or is he just somebody they let come in and talk to the whole congregation just for the hell of it? It's it's another kind of what I was talking about in the spoiler free section. It's another like unearned moment. It's like. Who is this guy? Oh, when he pours all the Why spiders on himself. Why is he so stuff? crazy? Why does he do the crazy things? Right. And then he just, he has all, and the thing is like all of his moments are really strong. They like are. All of like his on scene moments are just like, this is the craziest shit I've ever seen. Holy shit, this guy's crazy. Yeah. This guy's really crazy. But you don't really kind of get the, the, the lead up as to like, okay, well, like, why is he but like this? It's you know? also like, to me, those are like the the more uncomfortable, scary moments because it's like this um, this theme of people that believe and then are doing things because they're trying to like hear some kind of message from God. They like think they're hearing a message from God or they are, uh, you know, trying to connect. So they're doing really crazy trying. things to, yeah. <laughs> to get there. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, no. Like, Stop. I had a bad feeling that he was going to try and hurt his wife. I didn't really necessarily automatically connect that he was thinking he would be able to bring her back. You know what I mean? I like, don't think that was readily apparent yeah. until it was shown. Yeah. yeah. I was sort of like, oh, well, of course, he's been like locking himself in the closet and, tr- mm-hmm. you know, constantly praying and trying to hear from God and all this other crazy shit. I almost <laughs> thought they weren't going to bring him back. They were just yeah. like, and that was the last time we saw her seven years ago. And I was yeah. like, all right. But then yeah. they, they, I was I was happy that they kind of they closed that loop. to that thread. Yeah. Yeah. Like the ways that they navigate some of these different narrative paths like i think they do a pretty good job at it yeah pretty good like i don't think it's shit or anything like i I just think you know i think the way they could have intersected and intertwined like could have been maybe a little bit better but a lot of the a lot of the ways where it does it i'm like oh that's really fucking cool oh i really like that maybe eh, maybe i like it more than giving it credit you know there's the scene where you meet a lot of these characters is at the diner right that's where you meet like all of these people because they're all in like one place at once right yes I, wh- that, how did you like, feel cool. about the you know the the couple character the Jason Clark and I I always want to call her Rilo Kylie it's Riley Keo or Ky- Kylie yeah I always want to call <laughs> her Riley Kylie Ky- um, exactly but uh, I I felt like I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of how she got to the point of being his accomplice. Uh, I hundred percent agree because I I think that they. Has some of the best scenes in the movie. Sure. And But we don't know how she got there. I'm like I don't really understand what this fetish murder thing yeah, is. Yeah, like you're and sort like, of like, like what why would she sign up for that? Why would she be like, Yeah, I want to marry this murderer who's sort of yeah, a voyeur? And also and also help 
them? Like, yeah. does she think that he's like a really good photographer or he's like an artist? And she's like, I want to be the the model to his art. Like, blah, blah, I don't like, know. Yeah, so, it's cause, not cause, really because that would all work. Like, if if they explained it, like, yeah, one sentence being like. Oh, she really admired his artwork and saw the yeah. way he was into it. Or so she like, was like swept away, like, or like Joker Holly Quinn's shit. I don't sure, know, or like. it could have even gone like the route of like Eliza Scanlon's character, where it was sort of like she was really lonely and had low self esteem, and he thinks yeah. she's very beautiful and wants to take these photos of her. He just also wants to murder people. <laughs> it, it was like, a little weird because, like, you know, and and again, that's that's another thing where the the narration kind of just like stole the thunder uh, it's it still yeah it's just like oh eventually they become this murder pair and you're like, right oh okay oh we <laughs> like, just you know we just met them okay okay and yeah. like you know the the payoff of it really works like the the the, the penultimate scene sure or the ultimate the, the climax of the movie uh really works for me i think it's really yeah. cool you know given like all the things we've learned up until that point it's just that 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 inciting moment that reason why is just not very much there right and i really I agree. like those characters and yeah. like, you know I, i've gone back and forth with um what's his fucking name uh jason clark jason clark uh because i feel like a lot he's he's had mixed performances here and oh there yeah and for sure uh i really like him in this movie have and you I ever really seen like, zero dark 30 I have not. He's actually movie, really is that good. Is good or is it like like Raw uh, America? No, it's it's good. Yeah. Cool. I it's good. That. I mean, I I like that because it's cringy. You know, it's not raw. Yeah. It's not raw raw America. You're like, "Oh, fuck. What did we do to get to raw raw America?" Gotcha. So I'm more interested now because I think either the trailers or the conversation around it like worried me that it was like Well, I mean, there's definitely you know, moments of that because it's kind of dealing with that. <laughs> Excuse me. Woo. Bless you. Allergies. Eat some um, Yeah. The cats. They're always everywhere. Hey, man. I know. I've been to your house. Yeah. Too much cat. I've, I've sneezed. <laughs> I need to vacuum. <laughs> um, so we've got that couple. Let's kind of go back to the the Skarsgård. Sarsgård? Skarsgård? Skarsgård. Scar I mean, with that's a K. Not, I guess that's, that's not his character name. Not obviously. Sarsgård. Uh, Willard Skarsgard. Russell. I think it's Skarsgård. Yeah. Uh, Willard. One of the one of the many Skarsgårds. The names the in this movie. Arvin. That's a fake name. Like, why isn't he just Marvin? <laughs> Arvin. Or anything else? Yeah. Or any other fucking name? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, that was odd. That's a weird name. It I is. Agree. Uh, yeah. so their story thread, which is kind of the first, like, narrative path to really go on. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was very compelling. Totally. I, I, I think, I think it's like, you know, like, I, I was kind of talking about how the performances of Jason Clark in, in, like, his arc, like, I really like those characters, yeah. like, performance-wise. I thought, narratively, this is the strongest one. I think Definitely. for reasons, it's kind of the anchor, right? It is, you know? for sure. And I mean, it... It sets up Tom Holland's whole shtick for the rest Everything. of the movie. Everything. Everything yeah. So it, it definitely has to be the anchor. You know, um, you, you need also, it to be strong. It's a full-blown fucking nightmare. Oh, yeah. Uh, it is a fucking nightmare the entire time. Yeah. Uh, I think Bill Skarsgård is so good in this movie. He's very good. 
Uh, I really like his character in this movie. I really like what he, or I, I don't know if I like his character. I, no, I do like his character. I like the ways that he's haunted. I like the ways that, again, it's, the narration tells us that he's very questioning of prayer and very apprehensive of right, God. Right, But we don't really always see that because it kind of jumps to him reclaiming it very quickly. It does. And it it's kind of strange. I mean, in that way, the narration is good, but it's also like, you can see that it's kind of pushed on him by his mom. But yeah. then, you know, post going to war, watching people die, and then getting married, having his own child, watching his wife get sick. Those are all moments where, like, that's when you decide whether or not you're religious. Because it's like you need something to believe in when those kind of moments happen yeah. or some way to comfort shows, you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it shows you kind of the first, like, toxic level of, like, you know, he's like, oh, you know, every every good every good prayer comes with a good old fashioned sacrifice, and that is just like uh, when you see. I mean, seeing the dog on the fucking crucifix, I was just like, I, I don't know if we, I don't I know if we fucking need this. Right yeah, now. Like, I didn't expect that totally. Like, I was like, what did he just leave it there at the base of the cross? Like, I wasn't expecting that it to be a crucified doggo that level. And the thing is, like, you know, like, the implication I think is that, like, you know, he. He got wasted. It's all in like one night, right? Like yeah. he got wasted. He did this thing. It I was know. You're like, how bonkers crazy. Exactly. Uh, you're like, how thought out is this if you're like drunk and then your son tries to stop you and you're just like, yeah. nope. And like, I'm only trying to be critical on it because when you pump the brakes on the scene. Yeah. And I think when you're doing film criticism, like that's kind of what you need to do is like pump the brake on certain scenes and really see if they work. Like the scene works when you're first watching the movie because it's like, it's heavy. It's deep. It's, it's shock got value. A bunch of stuff. Yeah. That's shock value. Like you're you're engrossed in it in the moment. But when you like pump the brakes on it, it's like yeah. it does it's, it's not that it doesn't make sense. It's just kind of like, okay, how did we get here this fast? Like yeah. how the fuck like yep. you know, and and you know, I I don't think the movie's really rushing along. Like it's not like Rise of Skywalker where that movie wants to end <laughs> so bad. The minute like the dead speak, it's just like we just want this movie to be fucking over <laughs> this movie doesn't have that vibe but no. it's also like it, but it's like it's moving you know it, yeah it, it lets you sit in moments which i really appreciate those moments sure. but it definitely uh, jumps like, to the like psychotic religion pretty quick yeah and the thing is like i'm with i'm with it like you yeah. want to tell a movie about like how like religion kind of can be really shitty for people it's like sure. i'm here for, i'm here for that like 100 hundo percento but yeah. uh <laughs> it's a little it's just a little Quick, yeah, you know it, the you doggo get a from it. Yeah, it's like, oh, you had a, you drank two whiskeys and then crucified your dog. Yeah, like, I don't know, man. Yeah, and then like the um, kind of like the scary interaction of like making his kid pray, kind of like smacking him if he didn't, and then yeah, being like you're not allowed to cry. <laughs> you know, like it's sort of like this weird religion yeah. and toxic masculinity all in the same scene yeah. and i was like i, I had ah. a weird moment like you know i had a moment where i was like i don't want you know judge the movie too early or anything sure. like that but yeah. like you know it was um it was when he he beat the shit out of the people who were like oh yeah yelling at them in the woods and he beat the shit out of them and, and i in that moment i was like they're really glorifying this violence it's, yes. it's really shitty but then it's followed immediately by him like what I, what I described as like the most dramatic irony moment of yes well now his wife has cancer sure you know, he, yeah he did this thing and now 
And like, yeah. Not that one equals the other, but but in, in in the cinematic language of it, totally. He did this thing. The next scene is her on the ground. Yes, you know, that's yeah a thing. If anything, so like you know, I thought, and, and that makes me be like, all right, so maybe the movie is a little bit more aware of its violence. Sure, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But then you know. have that example set for Arvin, Tom Holland. Arvin. Arvin. I'm just going to call him Tom Holland. Yeah. yeah that like that just gets set up like the whole like you have yeah. to finish your what you start. You have to stick up for yourself. You know, you have to find the right time to come after people, which is good advice, yeah. but also psychotic. So. And it also and, and like it, it works in the Tom Holland scene. You yes. Know? They, they set up those things. Yes. It's just how we get there. And I think I think the middle part of the movie is like really strong. Yeah. Because they, they have a lot of good narrative threads set right. up and like how they spin into where they need to be. Yeah. I just think it's like how we set those things up is a little questionable. Yeah. Um in my opinion. Yeah. And I think that's probably where the book comes in, where they really explain the the psychology of these characters and how they get to these points and Yeah. Like no, I'm sure in a book version they they dive a little bit more into uh why. into Lenora especially like you know her being an orphan yeah. and she hasn't like Tom Holland's character at least was with his parents till he was like 9 or 10. She right. hasn't known her parents at all. So it's kind of just like she's been raised by crazy religious grandma. Yeah. And even her mom is like barely a character. She just Yep gets murdered which um you know is is lame in some way like i don't know like yeah it it kind of shows it's a little lame it's a little lame it is a little lame because it's kind of showing those characters who are religious and not shitty being taken advantage of like it's sort of like those characters are the ones that believe or have been good christians in that sense, and then somebody else has taken advantage of either them being naive or them being hopeful or, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like her yeah. relationship with this new preacher and thinking that he actually cares about her and her thinking maybe that she's in love and then she gets pregnant and he's awful. So, you know, he's slime bag. <laughs> he, is, he is a bag. He is a bag of slime. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I love, I love, it's not intentionally funny, but when he's talking to her after she's kind of like saying she's pregnant, she's like, I don't understand what you're talking about. Yeah. He's like, he's like, there's no way I'm the dad. Yeah. (laughs) And I just, I just laughed so hard. I was just like, oh, it's not supposed to be funny. I kind of laughed her in the, uh, when he's trying to resurrect his, the the previous pastor. I mean, that scene's fucked up, but he's just like, come back. And I was just like. Oh no, dude! No, <laughs> that's not gonna work, man. No, it's like, not. Uh huh. And uh, that is also unintentionally funny. And I and you know, I think I watched it at 10 a.m. and sure, you know, was able to, to get out of the, the seat <laughs> of the movie and be like, this movie is fucking weird. And those those are kind of like a lot of weird moments in the movie. I had another one in mind that I just kind of like laughed at. I was just like, oh, you're doing this now, but I'm fine yeah. with it. Yeah. Um. I wasn't sure. I was actually not sure who Tom Holland or Robert Pattinson played. So I wasn't sure which one was going to be yeah. Bill Skarsgård's son. Uh, I yeah. had a feeling it was Tom Holland, though. Yeah. I know. I liked that Robert Pattinson's like preacher kid was pretty much wearing like a frilly tuxedo shirt the whole time. 
That was weird. I was like, that was weird. You look like a backup dancer, like a Motown group, or like you're going yeah. to prom or something. They could have gotten away with that accent too, or or just let them talk normal style. They're just like, oh, we imported a priest from like, yeah, from like Italy or something. You know, like it's like, or I guess that wouldn't really make any fucking. I know. Sense, I mean, like, he could have tried. He has to just, an insane. That shirt is crazy. I don't yeah, know. he could have definitely done just like his best version of an American accent without it trying to have any twang or drawl. I don't yeah. know. I mean, that's, I mean, in Twilight, he's has an American accent, right? Yeah, he also speaks through, like, his teeth a lot in that movie. <laughs> we'll yeah. see if he does the same thing in Batman. Hmm, but he's probably going to do more, like... We won't know, because he'll be wearing a mask. <laughs> no, he's not covering his mouth, dog. That's true, I guess. That's the thing about, that's the thing about Batman. Yeah. The, the jaw is out. The jaw is the most important part of that character. Jaw's out. Yeah, yeah. I nice. can't be a Batman. I have I have a little chin. Uh, oh, well, that's you got... why that's that's why they never cast me. But you have a big bushy beard. <laughs> that's that's the second reason why they didn't cast me. Otherwise, Ooh. Matt Reeves really wanted me to, to to play the titular character of Batman when I auditioned. But he was just like, Matt Reeves. honestly, yeah. Robert, because he referred to me as Robert in the in the audition because he's very professional. He's like, yeah. honestly, Robert, your beard, your little chin. <laughs> it's just not gonna work you are very like ripped very strong he kept talking about how big my biceps were that must feel ch- good my chesseps <laughs> my uh my 17 pack nice my quads nice my calves your quads my toe muscles <laughs> uh, it's good to have strong toes my little dipper my dipster <laughs> my, um, roll it back my ears he liked everything else but you know we can't win them all uh looking over this stellar cast again just to see if i missed anybody so uh so so bucky barnes mr sebastian mr sebastian stan i am mark hamill's uh clone yes (laughs) for real though right i mean it looks like it yeah yeah uh, he's really good in the movie he is Uh, again everyone's everyone's good in the movie he's a seedy cop He's, He's a shitty cop. Yeah. He gets his comeuppets. He does. Uh, Tom Holland just mercs the entire cast of the movie by the end of the day. Because <laughs> he, kill, he kills four people, right? But his argument is he's not a bad person. He's not a bad person. He's I mean, not, argu- really. Arguably, those people are bad. Yeah. And And he's like the one character who doesn't really believe in God. It's interesting because that's sort of the thing. I think that you know, when we're talking about, like, what is this movie doing or what is it trying to say? Like, I feel like mm-hmm. the questions it deals with a lot of it are kind of the idea of sin or, like, being bad and then sort Maybe of... being born with sin yeah, as well, right? Yeah, or just... And then just, like, the idea of belief of, like, what you believe in, whether it's religion or not, you know, just having something that you believe in because, you know, for a murder couple, it's it's their thing. That's what they believe in. That's what keeps the spice alive in the marriage. Or like, you know, for Sheriff, it's about becoming Sheriff. He doesn't really care if he's paying this mobster dude or he kind of knows his sister's up to shady biz. But he's like, no, I want to get voted in as Sheriff. So Mm -hmm. Um, and then for Tom Holland's family, it's like everyone except for him is deeply religious and it kind of pushes him the opposite way where he's like you killed my dog i'm never praying again yeah you tried to bring my mom back to life yeah mom didn't come back they didn't die yeah yeah 
You're like, you asked God to save her. Didn't work. (laughs) Then you killed my dog. Yeah. And then he Uh, killed himself. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I kind of didn't expect him to kill himself. But I guess. That was was surprising. eh. Um, Yeah. It's it's surprising. I feel like it's surprising until you see it and you're just like. "Mm." Oh, yeah. Yeah. I almost thought we were going to have one of the guys that he beat up come back and kill him. You know, because they kind of set up the whole idea that, like, everyone else in the town is, like, kind of inbred and knows each other. And this family is the outsiders. So Yeah, they didn't really play on that all that much. Not that there's any room in this movie because it's no, no. packed. It know? is packed, yeah. But yeah, that's, but, that is a good... That is, like, a, a thread they could have gone down. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, the idea of, of that character... Again, that character killing himself, it's like... Or that character really feeling so desperate for his wife to be alive. It's yeah. like, does it affect me emotionally? Absolutely. Like, like seeing this dude cry over his wife and being like, you can't leave me, you can't do this. Like, right. Of course, that's like emotionally affecting. But we have like two or three scenes of him and his wife even together. That's true. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that and that's kind of why I'm kind of like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I, yeah. I am assuming... They are in love, of course, sure. but it's like yeah. I don't know, like, yeah. Uh, and that's kind of like where I where I come at. It. I'm just like they just they just don't give you a lot of time reasoning for some of these things. Again, yeah. I, and like I, I, you know what moment I laughed at when they were talking about like the uh, the first preacher, the uh, the Dudley, Mister oh. Dudley, or young, the youngest Dudley, and he's just like <laughs> he got bit by one of his spiders, and now he's having a bad time. Yeah, they like, were like his head swelled what, up, and I was yeah. just like, oh shit, no, oh, exactly. That's, hilarious and i'm actually. also like that's why you're loco <clears throat> loco and the yeah, coco spiders on yourself every sunday because he got you know bit probably by something poisonous and it's probably affecting mm. his nervous system but yeah and like you know again like he i thought that was funny but the reasoning of just like why does he think he could resurrect this woman yeah there's no reasoning for that it's a good scene like in terms of like a scene that's like shocking and interesting and played well it's all yeah. there but like wh- why does he think he can do that like i don't know and like yeah I, I don't know. it's I don't kind of like that like a- that argument too of like when you do kind of have these sort of like tent revival style churches where it's kind of like a spectacle and it's kind of mm-hmm. like the feeling of god and the, you know the and holy the spirit coming into you and yeah, yeah. And it's, it's sort of like there's usually like a mix between characters that actually believe they can channel god and characters that full-on know it's a performance and they're taking advantage of the people in the audience. And so yeah, we get a little bit of both in this one, right? Yeah. You're yeah. kind of like, I kind of was under the impression originally that he and his brother were kind of taking advantage, but then you kind of start to change and think like, Oh no, he straight up believes that God's going to yeah. talk to him. I mean, his, his brother who's in like the wheelchair, I think yep. knows and like he has that really yeah. funny moment where he's just like, Okay, so you, you're telling me that you killed this woman and you think you you thought you could bring her back? He's like, yeah. He's like, all right, so we have to go. Like, yeah, and he was like, that's you, you killed your wife with a screwdriver. You tried to bring her back. It didn't work. You buried her. That wasn't an accident. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, exactly. I was just like, this is very kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we kind of bopped around all throughout the, the movie and, and, you know, we're getting towards the end, but D, is there any like spoilery moments or, or things you'd like to talk more about this flick? Um, I kind of liked, didn't like that 
we had the the brief knowledge, you know, with the narration, and I guess with the narration is the only way you would know this, that the Eliza Scanlon's character, that she was like, oh, actually, I'll be fine. Grandma will totally help me raise this baby. I don't need to kill myself. And then she slips off of the bucket and she chokes herself anyway. You know, like that is like one of the few instances where I felt like the narration was pretty good but then there's other times where it kind of spoon feeds you and i'm like I mean, let me think about it <laughs> that moment's also spoon feedy but like it is. you're kind of you're, you're damned if you do damned if you don't it is we had a it, moment it, you know in that one it kind of like gives you a little sense of relief because you're like it's like a little bit more depth to the character than just thinking like oh she's sad she killed herself yeah it works a bit in that moment but like yeah. when you have like tom holland being at the dog's grave and he's just like in that moment he thought about his dog and it's just yeah like, don't need I that had, i had a feeling he had the dog's skull in his hands yeah don't need that i nope. assumed right you know yeah yeah that, or that's really like, when it doesn't he's work. fighting to not fall asleep like the the end of the movie oh was a little God. too yeah. much i was like all right enough already stop stop and i do especially now that you mentioned it at the top of the episode like i do really appreciate that the author of the book is yeah the narrator like right. I, I i do actually I, I i like that and i appreciate kind of like that that level added to like the i think it helps medium. with the delivery too for sure yeah but i just think that um you know, I don't know. And again, like kind of my point at the top as well is like what this movie is about. Like, I think it's I, I know the things it's critical of. I think it's very critical of religion. I don't know if it's critical of violence. Um, I yeah. think it, I think it, the movie very much like is about righteous violence. And I'm not really sure how I feel about that in, yeah. in some ways. But then again, you have that couple. I mean, they're like they bad. Yeah, and the, and the thing is, all the people that Tom Holland kills by the end of that movie, I'm just like, they're not good people. You don't really feel bad people. for they're them. They're bad people. Yeah. Uh. So it's like I don't know. But then, what does it mean to be the one with the gun that does the righteous violence? Like, yeah, you know, he's he's executing like quote unquote God's will. Like that's sure. How, that's that's like our nomenclature for describing something yeah. like that. And I don't really know what that means. I don't really know how I feel about that. I think yeah. that movie. I don't think movies necessarily have to be like. Here is the point. Right. Eat up, eat up, pig. But I'm just kind of like, I don't know. Like, what, We don't what think this? you can figure this out on your yeah. own, so we've decided like, to tell you. But for a movie that like tells me everything else, by the end of it, I'm just like, I don't know what the fuck this thing's like, sure. really yeah. trying to tell me. There was like um, a minute earlier before the like ultimate intersection of all the stories where I almost thought, because Tom Holland's character was like working on like a road crew, when that cop comes to tell him that the autopsy showed his sister was pregnant. I almost thought before that happened, like I was like, Oh, are they going to be working on the side of the road? And then like, just find one of these guy dead bodies from the hitchhikers. Like I almost thought that that was going to come into play. And that we were were implying an incest thing. Not that they were actually related, but I thought the cops were going to be like, I wanted to tell you this because rumor is you and your sister were really close. Oh, because remember, he got like they got kind of like bullied or accused of that. And, like, I know, but like I that. feel like that was ridiculous because the, it was like initially set up that that whole town was kind of inbred. <laughs> yeah, so maybe they're just like finally one of us. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I also um, I felt like the there was no you know very clear aha moment when Tom Holland's character would immediately suspect 
the preacher. Like, I guess so. But at the same time, I'm like, he could have suspected that those three boys that were always fucking with her, that somebody raped her. You know what I mean? Like, he he immediately was like, I'm going to follow the creepy preacher. And I think the... I think the logic is that he knew that he was asked not to go with her to because uh, he was with her at school, right? Right. So he knew when she was getting bullied, but he I guess wasn't, so. Yeah. She was like, "Don't come with me to uh, go visit my mom's, my mom's grave, grave yeah. anymore." Yeah. So I think that's how we put it together. And it's he was a also leap, sort but of like other leaps in the movie. Right? Yeah. He was kind of <laughs> like, "Oh, the preacher wouldn't say any words about her after she died and stuff." Like he he that's, was definitely yeah. being weird about it. And then he also, well, also he did say before he shot him, he was like, I followed you around for two weeks. Right, right. So that's how we yeah. kind of really put it all together. That scene, I think, is really good for how terrible both the dialects are. Yes. <laughs> I do like yes. that scene a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Again, for the umpteenth time, I, I really do, li- I, I dig a lot of the performances in this movie. I think the performances are really cool. Yeah. I think I like seeing these actors kind of in different, using different tools from their boxes and doing different yeah. things. Yeah. I'm going to say, though, for ridiculous preacher characters that throw things, my money's on Paul Dano over Robert Pattinson. (laughs) Oh, well. (laughs) Oh, well, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like I feel like him in There Will Be Blood is is a way better. Yeah, is a way better creepy, ridiculous preacher character than Robert Pattinson's. But I do usually like and enjoy every crazy yeah. Robert Pattinson performance. So I mean in this movie he just likes fucking, you know? Yeah. And Gross. He, just, he he's a disgusting man. Yeah. So he, teenage <laughs> girls when he's supposed to be at just finished Mr. college. Preacher so man. yeah. Preacher so. man who's like probably in his early twenties or something. So fucking underage ladies. Yeah. Who just yeah. started high school. Gross. Yeah. Long story short. It was long though. This movie's fucked up. It was it was long. It was like it's long. Two hours it's, and eighteen minutes or so. It's really. <laughs> it's I was gonna say it's like too long, but then there's like, but then like I can't criticize the moments where I'm like, I wish there was more here. Sure, sure, sure. Because there's not really a lot I would necessarily say I wanted cut. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or I would cut a lot of the, um, Jason Clark scenes. Yeah. And have it have it be like way more subtle, and then it kind of just like pops up, and you and you feel like the mystery of danger and you're not quite sure why yeah and then you find all the fucking like photo stuff right but i do like a lot of his scenes too yeah so i don't know he's charismatic but i i i back up that that's probably where i would trim it a little bit because he could be more of a mysterious danger yeah i think we could infer there there's a lot in this movie i think could have been inferred but the movie does not really trust you enough to do that it does not and that's um so it says too much and doesn't let the movie say it so that we can just take it in. Yeah, I buy that. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, though, you know, I, I feel like good. I'm, sounding, I'm yeah. sounding critical on it. I liked watching it. Like, it was yeah. crazy. It was like, this movie's crazy. <laughs> Delusions. Yeah. Delusions. Delusions. Yeah, I was just like, yeah. I was like, all right, like, I'll yeah. watch this fucking movie. <laughs> uh, speaking of things that we're watching, uh, yeah. dude, what have you been watching lately? Uh, Other I've- than this movie. I've been watching a lot of shows more than movies recently. Um, I've been watching the new series of The Boys, which is very violent. What Uh, episode are you on? Are you caught up or what? Yeah, yeah. Um, Me too. uh, Uh, I like like the new season of The Boys. Yeah. And uh, I got... Well, actually, I have one episode to watch with Mikey. Okay, so So, I'll say nothing. Right. uh, Yeah. uh, That show's still very good. 
but I'm pretty caught up. Um, what else have I been watching? I watched I watched that Netflix show Away with Hilary Swank in oh, space. Um, and speaking of, Matt Reeves is a producer on it, so I I'm was in. like, oh, interesting. But uh, it's kind of starts out space, and it's got a lot of good actors, but it sort of turns into like a weird drama. Mm-hmm. Like it's sort of like characters on Earth, characters in the spaceship, and you know it's good, but that. it's a little schmaltzy. But I I would continue to watch it if they did another season. Yeah. Uh, Where are you in? Uh, I just watched the second to latest episode of Lovecraft Country. Oh yeah, I am caught uh, up with and Lovecraft. That episode is bonkers, crazy. So just I hear you the wait. newest one's good too. Just so. you wait, because the newest episode is also. I was blog, I was teetering off bonkers. a little bit, and yeah. uh, the this newest episode, I was just like, all right, I'm back in. I I actually really enjoy it. I enjoy the pulpiness of it. I enjoy that it's it's a little bit monster of the week, but it's also got you know like the, the common thread. I think the common thread is the weakest part for me. And yeah. I wish that was a little bit better. Because the, the thing is, the, the monster of the week elements of that show, like, the thing is, like, this is the this episode. Yeah. I usually am very interested. I think they're very cool. Totally. Um, but yeah, yeah the, the, the kind of just, like, we need to get the, the tightest books of Adam. Blah, 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 blah. I'm sure. Just like, I don't really fucking get what is going on. I get that, I for sure. Like, but uh, I do think that the... Actors are all really kick ass. They they sell it. And I was yeah. telling, I was talking to Bernard at the at the theater the other day. I was just like, because we were talking about uh, episode four, which is like the uh, Indiana Jones like kind of episode. Oh, which uh, one? They have to cross. They have to cross the bridge. Oh yeah, the yeah, yeah. Area. Yep. And I was just like, the leap this of episode, faith. Yeah. This episode is goofy as fuck, but yeah. these actors are. Killing it, like they yeah. are just slaying it. It is goofy, but I think it's supposed to be, in, and yeah, I, I really enjoyed them. And then I also mm-hmm. enjoy the like the flips of characters that you don't expect. Like the the character that plays his father is very Montrose. good. Montrose yeah. is great. Yeah, um, uh, I'm in. The show has yeah. so much money pumped into it, so it looks really good. So I'm, yeah. in, I'm in it in those ways. It looks yeah, the, good. New, the 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 second to newest episode, I. Very much fucked with. The new episode is dark. It's good. I'm You'll like it. it. It's weird. Uh, the other show I've been watching on HBO Max, uh, and I finished both seasons, and I really want more people to watch it. I really, really loved it. It just got renewed for a third season. It's the Harley Quinn cartoon oh! on HBO Max. It's 10 out of 10. I gotta I watch it. I cannot say better things about it. It feels like it's like, the things I really like about BoJack Horseman, yeah, uh, I feel like they just was just like let's take a lot of these comedic elements and put it in the Batman universe. And I was reading an article about it so and I was good. like, I gotta check this out. Yeah, the first episode I thought was like a little like they were pushing the crass button a little hard. Okay, all right, um, a little like a little like and hard enough where like me, Mister Robbie, who says fuck nonstop. Yeah, I was like, they're like it's this, HBO. They're saying fuck a lot. <laughs> <There's> a lot <laughs> of fucks. Uh, that all, but like, after that though, I was very like I'm. I was in. I'm about to rewatch it. I liked it so much. Cool. Cannot say nicer things about it. I want people to watch it. I want to talk about it. Very yeah. happy it got renewed for a third season. The cast in that show 
is yeah the voice cast looks out of great 10. dude it's crazy i everyone i want everyone to watch it i really really dug it cool um and that's kind of, I think that's the newest thing I watch. I want to watch that new Ridley Scott show also. Oh, really the good. alien show where the robots yeah. are raising the children. Yeah. Now that looks interesting. I, I also, there's a few shows on HBO that I really want to check out. I want to check out We Are Who We Are, which is the Luca Guadagnino show. Oh. That has uh, the kid from It. Uh, don't remember his real name. The kid that's in Shazam. Oh, that guy. Wait, um, which kid? Oh, I... Yep. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. If say, you, no, say since, no more. I got since you. we're on audio, I made a motion that it was the character that was walking with a cane. So... Yes. Um, and that, that actor is great. So it's that really show... They're both, they're both pretty good, but that kid is... Yeah. He's also in... Um, He's Eddie in... It. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Little he's great. Eddie. Little Eddie. Yeah. He's the best. Uh, he's my favorite in it. He's very good. Um, yeah. And then there's another show, also on HBO, that's got Jude Law. That kind of looks oh, a little. Oh, that looks really cool. Did yeah. you watch it? No, not yet. I. Uh, those oh, that are looks cool. Those are both of the shows that I want to start checking out. That one's I, like uh, the I third day. I also don't day. know the name of it. <laughs> yeah. I think it's called like the third day or something like that. Um, it's it's got some religious tones, undertones to it. So yeah, looks good. Cool. Yeah. I was like cool. HBO churning out some stuff. I mean, now's the time to do it. Yeah, yeah. No one's they usually anything. they usually have strong fall months. programming. They usually kind of used to push yeah. the shows back in the back to school zone. Um, I was I'm watching like old school X Men cartoons on Disney Plus. Yes. Do you ever watch X Men Evolution? Yes. <laughs> X-Men Evolution is the underrated X-Men show because it's basically just like, what if X-Men was Degrassi? And it's uh, like, yay! yay! I, I love, love Degrassi. Yeah. I love Degrassi. That's, yeah. It's just like, what if X-Men, but like feelings and being a teenager. But it's feelings. Like, yay! Exactly. That's kinda, Batman Beyond is also secretly Batman, but teenagers. Ah, okay. And that's why Batman Beyond is very cool. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, but uh, yeah, so, oh, did you watch trailer dropped today for Haunting of Bly Manor. So this is the second trailer, right? Because there was a teaser where they're just like, it's a house again. And yeah. now this is, is it good? Is it Check cool? it out. It looks good. Is it Mike, not Mike Flanagan, but Mike. It, it is Mike Doherty? Flanagan. No, it's, it's Mike Flanagan. Flanagan. And, okay, Flanagan. so he's back to do this one. Yep. If he's on board, I'm motherfucking in. And there, no, I won't say that all of the cast, but definitely some of the cast from Haunting of Hill House is definitely in this. Are they their characters or are they? They're new peeps. Okay, so they're doing like a horror story. It's kind of like, yeah, vibe. it's kind of like an American horror story where it's like an ensemble stuff. Damn. Well, listeners, yeah. if you've been here for this ride and you're here to talk about all this stuff, guess what? We talk about these things <laughs> for hours on end. We talk about all these shows and all these things. And we, we even do, write we about them. all this stuff. And we write about <laughs> them. We do all the things. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to go to storyscreenbeacon.com to find more podcasts, articles, reviews. Sign up for a members-only service. $5 a month gets you access to even more content. And while you're on that website, look up Showtimes for our drive-in theater. When our regular theater opens, you can look at Showtimes there. You can buy motherfucking merch. You can buy motherfucking t-shirts, 
motherfucking tote bags, motherfucking mugs. You can buy 17 tote bags and make a giant tote bag or a jacket or some kind of oh, skin for I'm, your lover. I might you make never, like a cloak out of know. all the tote bags. Ah, cloak out of tote cloak. bags. <laughs> a, tote, a tote cloak. I love it. Um, it's also, it's horror season, so the horror show starts up. We got some spooky movies By coming. By the time you hear this episode, the Horror Show 6 trailer is on YouTube. Yeah. The schedule is out there. Please buy tickets to see some very special horror movies this month. Every Thursday is a more independent uh, hot cha-cha, you drop your monocle and your <laughs> glass of wine movie. Your mm. Mandy's, your Midsummer's, Mandy. your Hereditaries. Uh, there's other ones. I forget. I've been as, drinking white as Mike claw likes to say, the mid somar, mid somar. <laughs> uh, so if you guys are interested in all that stuff, you know where to go. Storystreambeacon.com. Don't forget to wherever you listen to this podcast. Just real quick, like it, subscribe to it, give us a five star review. Yeah. If it's less than five stars, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> That's I- it. <laughs> I take I a care. four. I take a four now and then. It doesn't for the algorithm. Doesn't matter <laughs> if you have a one star review for us that you actually have. Save it. Hit us up on Instagram separately. <laughs> Don't mess up with our, our our algorithm because if you give us actual critical feed or you listen here 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 you go five star review. But if you have a one star review in mind, give us the five star. But then in in the comment box, be like. Honestly, I wish you guys or, said fuck less or, or more. Or go on Twitter to tell us about your one star because we just need more action on Twitter yeah, in general. We'll take we'll take it. Uh, <laughs> but honestly, there's no one who doesn't like this podcast that's ever listened to it, and that's a fact. That's a scientific. That's a scientific. That's a scientific fact, approved by science. All right, D. All right. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having yeah. me. Anytime, and listeners, thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you again very soon. Bye.